Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. On today's broadcast, Andrew will be sharing about the importance of having a biblical worldview. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to a very special edition of the Gospel Truth broadcast. This week, I've started uh, this teaching on Biblical Worldview Sexuality. Now, we already had a previous product on Biblical Worldview, just foundational truths. That was 12 hours of teaching by me, and we aired that on our program not too long ago. This is a second edition on Biblical Worldview concerning sexuality, and I tell you, people need this. Our culture has gotten so far away from what God intended sexuality to be. He created sexuality and gave it to us when we were still in a sinless state. Sexuality is a great thing if it's done God's way, but if it's not done God's way, it's destroying people's lives. It's an inroad of Satan, and we need this revelation on what the Bible has to say about it. Today, we're going to have Pastor Greg Moore, who works with me. He's pastored for 27 years, and he's going to be talking about adultery, divorce, and remarriage. I tell you, Christians are confused on this. I've heard statistics that the divorce rate is just as great inside of the church as it is outside of the church. That shouldn't be. God has an answer for this, but most people don't know what it is. So this will help you today. This is Pastor Greg Moore, who works with us. He runs our Army Association and also our post-education development part, and he's going to be sharing on adultery, divorce, and remarriage. This is just a portion of the teaching that he has in here. If you'll wait at the end of the program, we'll come back on and share with you how you can get our brand-new series on biblical worldview concerning sexuality and the biblical worldview foundational truths. Good to see you today. This is Greg Moore. I'm the director of Karis Bible College here in Woodland Park, Colorado. And it's just a great privilege to serve with Andrew, Andrew Womack and uh, the, con- the great content that's going out from Karis Bible College and Andrew Womack Ministries all over the world is just powerful. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about a biblical worldview regarding sexuality. Uh, specifically, I'm going to talk about the truth uh, that, from the Word of God about adultery and divorce and remarriage. And a lot of people have been confused about these things. And uh, my wife Janice and I have pastored for 27 years before we came to Karis Bible College. And there are a lot of things that we saw and learned and also received revelation from the Word. So I just speak to you today uh, God's great peace and love and, and a release a spirit of revelation uh, in the knowledge of Jesus to you on this. And, and maybe you're not struggling in your marriage right now. Uh, maybe you uh, haven't gone through divorce. Uh, some of, I know some of you who are watching have, and, uh, or you know uh, someone who's, who is struggling in their marriage, and, and I believe this will, this will help you uh, tremendously. So uh, I want to be, begin with a funny uh, I, I always like to start on a on a humorous note. So this is uh, called "God Loves Drunk People Too." 
A man, a man and his wife were awakened at 3 a.m. by a loud pounding on the door. The man gets up and goes to the door where a drunken stranger is, is uh, standing uh, at his door in the pouring rain asking for a push. Not a chance, says the husband. It's three in the morning and it's pouring rain. He slams the door, returns to bed. Who was that? asks his wife. Just some drunk guy asking for a push? Answered the husband. Did you help him? Asked the wife. No, I did not help him. It's 3 a.m. in the morning and it's pouring rain out there. Well, you sure have a short memory, his wife said. Can, uh, can't you remember uh, about three weeks ago when, when those uh, two, two guys, when we broke down and those two guys on the side, pulled over on the side of the road and helped us? I think you should help him and you should be ashamed of yourself. God loves drunk people too, you know. The man gets up, gets dressed, does as he's told, goes out into the pouring rain, calls out in the dark, Hello! Hello! Are you still, are you still, are you still there? Yes, comes back the answer. Do you still need a push? Calls the husband. Yes, please, replied the answer from the, from the dark. Where are you? Asked the husband. Over here on the swing, <laughs> replied the drunk. <laughs> so, uh, this is a this is a, a great analogy of what happens in relationships. We we uh, definitely want to serve our spouses even in the pouring rain. So, I want to talk to you uh, today again about uh, what the Bible has to say about uh, adultery, divorce, and and remarriage. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of people's ideas about what, what adultery is. But actually, adultery is one of the big ten uh, where the Bible says in Exodus 20, 14, you shall not commit adultery. First of all, it's a sin against God. Um, it's failure to trust Him to meet your needs uh, in this area of your life that God created. God created your sexuality and he ordained that that be fulfilled inside uh, the boundaries of, of a healthy marriage relationship. But then secondly, it's also a great sin on a horizontal plane uh, because it hurts people. It hurts, first of all, your spouse, your children, your family, and relationships. And uh, when the Bible talks about uh, you know possessing your, your temple and not uh, getting involved in adultery and fornication, because it's a sin against your body. It's a sin against your physical body, but it also is one of those sins that hurts the spiritual body of Christ like none other. Uh, certainly, if someone, and if you have, who are watching, you've, you've uh, maybe made a mistake and you've, you've failed in this area, well, there's certainly forgiveness, always forgiveness for any mistake we make, any sin, uh, even, even in this area where we've broken covenant with... Uh, our spouse, but you can always, on a vertical plane, restore your fellowship with God. But you can't always, on a horizontal plane, restore your fellowship with men, because people are going to follow leaders they can trust, 
And this, this is a definitely uh, an area of, of life where uh, it, it, if people, if, if we fall into this, it's going to cause people not to, not to trust us and, and, and not, not be willing to follow us. And so, you know, I want to live my life in such a way that when I stand before the Lord, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear, well. And, you know, I also want to live my life in such a way that, that I, a, pre, a preacher doesn't have to lie at my funeral. Now, adultery gives place to the enemy big time. As Andrew says, uh, it allows him, the enemy, to eat your lunch and pop the bag. If you read in Proverbs 6, it talks about a, a person yielding to the seductress or the adulteress. And it says it opens you up in verse 31 to the enemy to steal substance from you. It gives place to the enemy. Look, if, if someone falls in this area, God's not taking from you, but it opens the door to the enemy to steal substance from you. It also is the result and cause of a lack of understanding in verse 32 of Proverbs 6. And then it, it, it says it destroys your soul. It's a, it has a destructive impact on your soul uh, because when you connect with someone else in a physical, intimate way, uh, you're connecting with everything that's in that other person and it opens you up to the enemy. It also results in wounds and dishonor and reproach and shame. Verse 33 and, you know, adultery that is practiced in someone's life, it's going to limit their inheritance in the kingdom. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, uh, Paul is talking about all the works of the flesh. And then he said, if you practice such things, you, you're, you won't inherit the things of the kingdom. You know, we see the example of an adultery uh, between uh, David and Bathsheba in 2 Samuel uh chapter 11 and 12. And their adulterous relationship resulted in the murder of Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, the death of their son, uh, rebellion and dysfunction in David's family. Now, you know, the good news is there's forgiveness and redemption from this sin called adultery, as witnessed by the fact that King Solomon was born from the union between David and Bathsheba uh, following their repentance. But the bottom line is uh, this, this sin hurts others, not only you, and it limits the potential of you receiving from God, but it hurts other people. But, you know, let me, I, look, I, I pastored for 27 years, um, and, I, and now I'm the director at Karis Bible College, and we, we love people, and I know people make, make mistakes, and uh, it, it helps people, I've discovered, to help understand what, what really is behind this sin of adultery. So I want to share three things with you. I call it the anatomy of adultery. First of all, it starts with a lack of intimacy with God. In John 8, 31 and 32, he's telling us there that if we'll continue in his word, we'll be his disciples indeed, and we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. In John 15, 5, uh, he's talking about, you know, if we abide in Him, then we're going to bear fruit and, uh, unto God. And, you know, violating our covenant of marriage 
doesn't bear fruit and it's certainly not discipleship and it's certainly not freedom. So first of all, developing your intimacy with the Lord, that's going to keep you free and it's going to cause you to uh, bear much fruit. You, you, can't, uh, you, you can't go out and commit adultery uh, when, you're, when you have intimacy with the Lord. If you're spending time with Him, He's going to show you uh, how to minister to your mate. Uh, typically, uh, most problems in marriage are caused by selfishness. And if I'll go to, to the Lord when, I, when there's a challenge in my marriage, I'm going to go to God and say, God, you're going to have to help me uh, minister to, because I, I, I don't fully understand how to, when I'm saying this, my wife is responding in a different way. And so help me, Lord, understand her, but more importantly, help me to love her unconditionally. And inside my relationship with God, He shows me how to love her. He shows me how to care for her. He shows me how to minister to her. And then that creates reciprocation on her part. But it all starts with intimacy with Him. When we begin to do what many Christians do, uh, have a greater emphasis on working for the Lord rather than spending time with the Lord, then it opens the door uh, for, for the enemy to get in and create problems and challenges and temptations. The second thing, um, in Mark chapter 10, the Pharisees came to Jesus and they were saying, can we use the law of Moses uh, to write a, a divorce decree uh, for our wives for any reason? And Jesus said, well, that was written because of the hardness of your hearts. And he's really, Jesus is really revealing there that selfishness and uh, allowing distance in your, in your relationship with your mate is going to open the door to, to adultery and other things. These Pharisees were asking Jesus permission, using the law, can I trade in my wife for a new model? And what Jesus was saying there was, He's saying, look, guys, uh, even if you got a divorce decree and then you married someone else, in other words, you're looking, uh, you're, you're looking uh, toward some, uh, someone else right now. You've already got adultery in your heart, and that divorce decree isn't going to remove the adultery in your heart. And then he goes on to say, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And so what's, what he's saying there, in fact, that word, let no man put asunder or let no man separate. That word literally in the Greek, it means allow no space between. And I'm an observant person. I watch couples when they're out to eat, dinner, having a date, and many times they allow this to, to create space between. You need to turn this off. You don't need to be texting when you're spending time with your mate. Sometimes uh, a husband will allow work to separate between he and his spouse. Sometimes the wife will allow children to separate between. But allow the Bible says allow no space between. That's on you. That's on me. We, we have to make a decision that, um, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steward my relationship with my spouse and if I sense any distance, then for any reason, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move in because 
That's this is the anatomy of adultery is first of all we we leave our intimacy with God. Second of all, we allow emotional space in in uh, uh, to separate us in our relationship with our spouse. The third thing is a wounded heart. Uh, Proverbs seven twenty six talks about the seductress or the adulteress cast down many wounded. It didn't say, notice it did not say, she wounded many. It said the wounded are those that are vulnerable to the enemy. So let me just share with you. If you haven't been stewarding your intimacy with the Lord, uh, just ask yourself the question, would, would Jesus possibly be saying to you, I miss you? If you haven't been stewarding your relationship with your spouse, if the grass is looking greener on the other side, I tell people, you know, you need to water your own. Um, it, or if, if, you've been, if you've gone through betrayal, if you've gone through hurt, if you've gone through loss, if you've gone through disappointment, um, you know, your heart now is vulnerable for s- someone to come in and, you know, just flatter you and, and try to, uh, to minister to you. And a lot of people, even men, get into pornography and other things like this. They don't realize pornography is not the real problem. That's the symptom. They're medicating their wounds uh, with, with something that's unhealthy and it's going to create problems in their relationship. And so uh, God loves you and He loves all people. He's not mad at you. He's not mad at if you've been if you if you've been through the scourge of adultery or divorce. He's not mad at you. If you if you've experienced this, God can still use you. But I want to tell you, we don't have to we don't have to go to this to this extreme. We don't have to uh, mess up our lives and cause and cause others to not be able to trust us anymore. I'm thinking about a, a major ministry right now that my wife and I used to support. And then he got into sin and got into adultery and then he did it again. And, you know, uh, he's still on television today in a measure, but he's, he's just a fraction. His, he, he has a fraction of the influence that he once had. And, you know, I, I want to I lead people to Jesus. I don't want to hurt people because of, you know, one... Uh, you know, night of, of, of pleasure when, when it can actually destroy your life. And so uh, Jesus loves us. He wants us free. We don't have to walk in this. And we don't have to uh, go there, but you need to understand, again, guard your heart with, uh, with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Guard your intimacy with the Lord. Guard, guard your, uh, your heart towards your mate. Make it your heart, make it your goal to outserve your mate. Make it your goal to, to uh, love them and serve them without any expectation of anything in return. And when you make that your goal, uh, divorce is not going to be a part of the equation. Uh, most divorces are caused, as Jesus said, by hardness of heart, which really starts with selfishness. So I want to talk... Uh, to you now, uh, kind of segue and talk to you now a little bit about Jesus' instruction on about divorce 
and, and remarriage. And so uh, just reading in, in, in Mark chapter 10, um, if you have your Bibles there, you may want to turn there. But uh, this is an interesting passage that people have misunderstood. And uh, I know that because, because I pastored for a long time and I had people come to me and they didn't understand what Jesus was talking about here. But then it says, He arose and came to Judea by the other side of Jordan, and multitudes gathered. And the Pharisees came and asked Him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And I think in another gospel it said, For any reason. And they were testing Him. And He answered and said to them, Well, what did Moses command you? And He said, He permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And Jesus answered and said to them, because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote this precept. But from the beginning, it wasn't so. God made them male and female. And for this reason, a man would leave his father and mother and be joined or cleaved to his wife. And the two shall become one. And so they're no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And so here, Jesus has given an example of these Pharisees who are coming to him asking him for an excuse, basically to divorce their wives and marry another. In other words, they've got their eye on someone else. And they've, they've found a loophole in the law, uh, and then they're trying to get Jesus to reinforce it. Um, is it okay if we divorce our wives for any reason? And then Jesus goes on to say in verse 11, So he said, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And these verses have caused so many people to be bound up. And I, I want to unpack that for you. First of all, I want you to understand, I, listen, I'm married to my, I'm still married to my first wife. And we've been married a lot of years, uh, over 40 years, and Man, we've got a great marriage. I, we still kiss. We still hold hands. We're still uh, madly in love with one another. We're still, you know, uh, great friends. Janice is my best friend. And so, but here you've got, uh, you, basically you have Pharisees who are just take, looking at marriage like it's frivolous and they, they're going to trade their wives in on a new model. And Jesus is, isn't having anything to do with that. And then, he, then that's why he says, look, if you, if you divorce your wife and marry another, you're, you're committing adultery. In other words, he's saying that the act of the, the divorce certificate is not going to remove the adultery in your heart. I don't believe at all Jesus is saying if someone gets divorced that, um, that, that if they ever remarry, they're committing, they're committing adultery. First of all, if you get, you know, in order to commit adultery, you have to be married. And so if you're divorced, now you're not married. And if you're involved intimately with someone after you're divorced, that's fornication, that's not adultery. And so what he's trying to address is the sin in their hearts. Praise the Lord. I know that you were blessed by that. You know, Pastor Greg pastored for 27 years. He dealt with this issue many, many times. 
AND HE HAS THE COMPASSION AND THE EXPERIENCE OF A PASTOR TO DEAL WITH THIS AND YET DEAL WITH IT FROM A SCRIPTURAL FOUNDATION. I TELL YOU, THIS IS POWERFUL. YOU KNOW, IF GOD SPOKE TO YOU, MAYBE SOME OF YOU HAVE REALLY MESSED UP IN THIS AREA AND YOU'RE NOW REALIZING THAT, MAN, I NEED HELP. WE'VE GOT A NUMBER THERE THAT YOU CAN CALL. THERE'S PEOPLE THAT WILL PRAY WITH YOU AND ALSO THEY CAN GIVE YOU OR HELP YOU GET THIS MATERIAL. WE HAVE THIS NEW TEACHING ON BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW CONCERNING SEXUALITY. WE'VE GOT A NUMBER OF DIFFERENT TEACHERS THAT ARE DOING IT. WHAT YOU HEARD TODAY WAS JUST A PORTION OF PASTOR GREG'S TEACHING ON THIS. AND THEN WE ALSO HAVE OUR ORIGINAL SERIES ON BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW FOUNDATIONAL TRUTHS, AND THAT'S JUST ME TEACHING 12 HOURS ON JUST FOUNDATIONAL THINGS. SO ANYWAY, OUR ANNOUNCER WILL GIVE YOU ALL OF THE DETAILS ON THIS. I ENCOURAGE YOU TO LISTEN. PLEASE TAKE ADVANTAGE OF THIS AND CALL OR WRITE TODAY. TODAY, ANDREW'S PLEASED TO OFFER THE NEXT TOPIC IN THE BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW SERIES TITLED, BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW, SEXUALITY. IN THIS SERIES, ANDREW'S JOINED BY ALEX MCFARLAND, BILL FEDERER, Dwayne SHERIFF, GREG MOORE, AND MIKE AND CARRIE PICKETT AS THEY OUTLINE THE IMPORTANCE FOR EVERY CHRISTIAN BELIEVER TO HAVE A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW WITH REGARD TO SEXUALITY. EACH OF THE 12 LESSONS INCLUDES A VIDEO, AUDIO FILE, CHAPTER LESSON, AND PRINTABLE PDF WRAPPED IN A SINGLE BOX SET CONTAINING A WORKBOOK, AUDIO USB, AND PERSONAL ACCESS CODE TO THE ONLINE VIDEOS. THROUGH THE ONLINE PLATFORM, YOU'LL HAVE ACCESS TO ALL OF THE VIDEOS AND DIGITAL WORKBOOKS ON YOUR COMPUTER OR SMART DEVICE. YOU CAN GET BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW SEXUALITY TODAY FOR ONLY $120. OR YOU CAN RECEIVE BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW SEXUALITY AS PART OF THE BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW PACKAGE, WHICH INCLUDES BOTH INSTALLMENTS FROM ANDREW'S BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW SERIES, FOUNDATIONAL TRUTHS, AND SEXUALITY. THIS PACKAGE HAS A CATALOG VALUE OF $240, BUT YOU CAN GET THEM BOTH TODAY FOR ONLY $197. GO TO AWMI.NET TO ORDER THESE VALUABLE RESOURCES TODAY. OR YOU CAN CALL OUR HELPLINE 24 HOURS A DAY, FIVE DAYS A WEEK, MONDAY THROUGH FRIDAY AT 719-635-1111. TO WRITE US, USE THE ADDRESS ON YOUR SCREEN. WE APPRECIATE YOUR GENEROSITY AND HOPE TO HEAR FROM YOU TODAY. YOU KNOW, I'VE GOT GREAT NEWS FOR THOSE OF YOU WHO'VE BEEN WANTING TO PARTAKE OF CARIS, BUT YOU JUST CAN'T MOVE, YOU CAN'T SEEM TO uh, FIND HOW TO FIT IT INTO YOUR SCHEDULE. WE NOW HAVE WHAT WE CALL eCaris ON THIS LITTLE IPAD, AND YOU GET ALL OF THE FIRST YEAR COURSES HERE. THERE'S a TOTAL OF 39 COURSES, EIGHT HOURS TEACHING PER COURSE. SO THAT, I THINK, IS 312 HOURS WORTH OF TEACHING. IT'S LOADED ON HERE SO THAT YOU DON'T HAVE TO HAVE AN INTERNET CONNECTION. IT COMES WITH HEADPHONES, WIRELESS HEADPHONES, AND THIS WAY YOU CAN TAKE ADVANTAGE OF THE FIRST YEAR OF CARIS CURRICULUM WHATEVER YOUR SITUATION IS. AND YOU CAN INTERACT WITH OUR STAFF. YOU TAKE TESTS. THEY KNOW WHERE YOU ARE IN THIS PROCESS. IT'S JUST A GREAT WAY TO TAKE ADVANTAGE OF IT. CHECK IT OUT, eCaris. AS A WOMAN, YOU ARE CALLED TO THRIVE. YOU ARE CREATED TO KNOW AND BE KNOWN BY GOD. EXPERIENCE UNITY WITH GOD AND LEARN WHAT IT MEANS TO THRIVE IN THE VINE. If we don't know whose we are, we won't know what inheritance we have to walk into. We are called to speak forth. We are called to prophesy. You are royalty. Cultivate fruit in the Word and release yourself into a deeper purpose. At the 2020 Women's Arise Conference, 
November 5th through the 7th. Many of you know that we have built a 1,022 space parking garage to accommodate all of our people that come to our facilities in Woodland Park. And it was at a $23 million cost and we are trying to get that paid off as quickly as we can. Well, I felt like the Lord spoke to me about encouraging 23,000 people to give a $1,000 offering, either a one-time gift or pledged out over a period of 10 months, $100 per month. If you would like to be a part of that, I encourage you to call or write, go to our website and join our 1K Club.